Hey all, welcome back. I'm so excited to have you guys join us for the third episode of Governing the Heartland. I'm really excited to share what I have with you guys today. It's a little unusual. It follows two sisters through their journeys of activism. And I want to go ahead and jump in because there's a lot of audio for you guys to hear today. The first person we're going to hear from is Sarah Crosley. She currently represents Ward 2, the city of Maplewood, which is just outside of St. Louis City in the St. Louis District. Stay with us through all this episode and stay with us specifically through Sarah because it includes she includes one of the best breakdowns I've heard of local government so far. I'll go ahead and let y'all listen. I moved to St. Louis in 2016 uh, to do my master's and have uh, just stayed ever since. So I'm definitely a transplant. Um, but I started getting involved in St. Louis local government in uh, 2018. And I started by uh, working on a local uh, county campaign. Um, so since then, uh, and that campaign was successful. And, and since then, I've become a nationally certified campaign trainer. And I ran for office um, in 2019 slash 2020. And so I was elected to uh, represent uh, Ward 2 of the city of Maplewood, which is located in St. Louis County. It is right next to St. Louis City. Um, I'm the youngest person on the council. Um, I was elected when I was 25. And um, I'm also the only renter, which I think is really important. The community in Maplewood is largely renters. I think it's actually um, maybe even a majority. And so that's a unique situation for us. Um, and then professionally, I work in county government. Um, so I, I'd like to say that you know local government for me is both my profession and my hobby. Um, and I can't really get away from it. That's so funny. And, and is that something that you like about about it that you can't get away? Or you know, sometimes <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like, wow, there's no, it's just so intense all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, so I, I work for the um, county's Department of Public Health. Um, so this past year has just been... Um, quite a journey, but, um, no, I, I think it's, I think it's beneficial for Maplewood actually, um, because yeah. I have a unique perspective on how all the layers of government work together. Um, and also as, you know, a younger millennial, um, it's great to be in a job that has benefits, um, that are amazing. Um, and, you know, a government pension and that sort of thing. So I'm definitely not taking that for granted. So, you know, and it's something too, like I, I often also say I can't help but be invested and interested in local government. Um, it is a curious beast in a lot of ways. And so there's just something to me that's really compelling about local government generally. Yeah. And that kind of leads me into, you know, from kind of the unique perspective that you have, you know, with working in government and also representing representing your community, you know, what do you see as kind of like the most pressing issue facing local government? You know, is it people not being aware or not being interested, like voter turnout or, you know, what do you see as like the pressing issue that you wish, you know, people were more invested in local government about? Yeah. So when I think about St. Louis, in local government and the most pressing issue, the reality for St. Louis is we just have a very fragmented system. Mm -hmm. um, there are 88 municipalities and 24 school districts within St. Louis County. 
And the county is home to about a million people. And so there's just so many layers of government that have a real impact on real people. Um, So how we just deliver basic services is really expensive and redundant. And then as a health professional, I can't help but mention that one of the social determinants of health is actually your government structure. So if your government is set up well and you're receiving regular services, you and your family can ultimately have better health outcomes, but the reverse is also true. So if you're not receiving services you need, honestly, simply a good example of this is if your streets aren't lit, that can be a determinant for a whole bunch of other factors as well. Uh, And so that's, that's one big thing. I mean, I, I do also love um, local elections. Um, I think like the thing that I wish people knew about that was just, it's I, like, obviously you want to know who represents you on right. your city council. Yeah. We, we but also, I think, yeah, oh, sorry, please go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, I just was going to say like with the right tools, it's pretty easy to replace them. Um, and so there, there are things you can do if you don't like the person who's representing you. Yeah. You know, I, that's something that was really interesting to really look into the statistics about local elections. I mean, they're just dismal. They're just absolutely Mm -hmm. dismal. Um, So it's interesting that you bring up, you know, I feel the same way about how much I feel like people don't realize the power they have in their local governments. And that in addition to that, people don't realize most of the issues that affect them, like, isn't actually what's happening in Washington. It's what's happening, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, day to day it's in their local communities. Um, and kind of like building off that, you know, is there something that you wish the public knew more about local government? I, I would love to kind of pick your brain a little bit. It seems like you do understand like the structure and you know, you're Mm -hmm. saying it's very confident and very segmented in St. Louis. Um, I think even for me, as I've been researching, it's hard to understand like the structures of different governments. So kind of in that light, is there something that you wish the public knew about, you know, maybe how this all connects? Like, you know, in in St. Louis, even if you go a little bit into the structure of like, you know, so you're a ward representative, then is there also city council and school board or how do those kind of all fit together? Yeah, I can just walk you through just the layers of government that represent me. Okay, cool. Um, so Maplewood is a city of about 8,000 people. Um, the city is divided into three wards and each ward has two city council members. So I am technically, um, well, not technically, I am really um, the city councilwoman for ward two. Um, I do have um, a counterpart on the ward who also represents ward two. Mm-hmm. There is also the Maplewood Richmond Heights school board. Um, they represent, so Richmond Heights is a neighboring municipality. We share a school district. Um, Those school board positions are um, elected. And then we have the Maplewood mayor um, who we just elected a really new, exciting um, woman to uh, that position back in April, um, Nikailin Knapper. She's been phenomenal already. And then we have county government. Um, So we have uh, seven council districts For all of St. Louis County, I live in Council District 5, so that person is elected as well. And then there are some, you know, there's some like trustee positions for the community college. I'll be honest, that is a a gap in my own knowledge of of what they do and what they're responsible for. But I think it's the govern, if I could sum it up, I think it's the governing board for the St. Louis Community College. And those are elected as well. 
And then um, you get into your state rep, your state Senate, uh, and then your uh, congressional seat, which I am very grateful to be a constituent of uh, Congresswoman Cori Bush. That is very exciting to me. Um, and then you've got your two senators. And that's at that point, you're in the federal level. Um, that's so helpful. I'm just going to like stop you there just for a moment because <laughs> that was helpful for me too. just hear it laid out like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's insane. Um, I wasn't counting as I was going, but it's it's insane how much representation oh, you went over, like, through about 15 people. a person has if they. I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so not only do you have to remember all of the layers of government, you also have to remember all of the people who are elected to those positions. And then you have to remember what they're responsible for just to try to figure out like who can address your need. And that's so challenging. There are resources out there. So if you don't like your representation, then you should replace them either with yourself or someone else who um, would be qualified and aligns with your values. Yeah. I like that message a lot. You know, want to give you the space to add anything that's important to you as like such an experienced and unique um, viewpoint on local government. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would be remiss not to mention um, the Ferguson Commission report, which came out after um, the murder of Michael Brown. Uh, The governor then uh, set up a commission to look at all of the systemic issues that um, were facing uh, the St. Louis community and, and region at that time. And it gets into a lot of the ways that our current systems work. And, you know, I'm a person who believes that the systems are working the way they were designed. Um, The racist and classist um, results of those systems um, are intentional. And that's something that, like, I need to be using my power and uh, my privilege to be constantly addressing and looking for opportunities to fix and so I think it's a it's a helpful read. It shouldn't be the start and end point, but it should be um, at least the starting point as people are looking at St. Louis government to think about the how we set ourselves up, honestly, for for failure in a lot of ways. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. And just thank you so much, awesome. Sarah. Yeah, thank you, Grace. I could talk I, about this forever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. One day we'll be doing like a speaker's tour through the heartland and like you're going to be the first person I call. Hell yeah, super down for that. I hope you guys felt inspired by that and also very educated. We really want to thank Sarah for coming on. All right, next we're going to go to her sister, Laura. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear from Laura. She's a community activist and a close friend of mine. You'll hear that I think she's very hip. Incorporating people like Laura is part of my goal to get young people around me and in the Kansas City community really more invested about politics. Go ahead and have a listen about Laura's perspective. Yes. I basically have to interview your sister, just thought it'd be really interesting to talk to you too, because again, it's like kind of a dichotomy of, you know, you both grew up in in the same household and then, you know, have gone on and lived your own path. So that is a little tidbit about what the podcast is all about. Um, passion and that's to get young people, you know, more interested, you know, because I think the, you know, we all have a, 
more than usual, you know, this is like the highest voter turnout in 2020 was like the highest that the youth has ever turned out for a presidential election. But we're still seeing, you know, really low voting rates for local elections. So I kind of have this pet project of like, how do I get young people excited about something that seems kind of boring? So <laughs> that's why I'm excited to talk to you because I feel like you're very in the know. You're very hip. <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> so anyway, we'll just go ahead and get started. So um, my name is Laura Crosley, and I have grown up in the Kansas City metro area, everywhere from Shawnee all the way out to Lee Summit um, and into Raytown a little bit, too. So quite the span. I now currently reside in Brookside, so closer to that downtown area. And I work for United Health Group, the insurance company, on our PCAT team, which is our pharmacy compliance audit team, as an auditor. Very cool. You know, very exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, right? it's getting there. <laughs> well, you know, Laura, I'd love to just kind of jump into the meat um, of this conversation and um, just hear, you know, you as a citizen, as someone that's lived in the community for such a long time, you know, is there anything that comes to mind, you know, either personally or professionally that you see as some of, you know, the biggest issues facing the Kansas City community and, you know, the surrounding communities, as you said, you know, you've grown up in this area. Like, is there anything that really comes to mind when you think about the ways that our community needs to be improved upon? Um, yeah, I definitely think that a lot of the issues start simply in just people not really being interested or not necessarily being affected. So they don't feel the need to, you know, mm -hmm. educate themselves and typically within my friend group, that's kind of what I see is, you know, there's quite a few people who, you know, are in the thick of it or really pay attention to things. Like most of my teacher friends are very interested in politics because a lot of the times it directly affects them. And, but I, I mean, there's still a few that still don't really pay any attention to it. And just kind of what I see within my own community is that there's just people don't pay attention to the things that don't affect them and then don't feel the need to necessarily pay attention because it's once again, not affecting them. So I think that that's a huge issue and is something that I do feel is changing, but still a lot of people just kind of choose to turn a blind eye and not really pay attention because what's the point to them. And I think that that's something that needs to change because just because things aren't directly affecting your person doesn't mean that it's not affecting many people that we all know and mm -hmm. probably affecting yourself in ways that you're not aware of. And so I think that that's one of the biggest things that I've seen is just people my age not really caring to educate themselves and either showing no interest or, you know, not paying attention and not knowing what's actually going on and just blindly following someone. Yeah, I think that, you know, that makes me think about like the word empathy a lot. But I think that that is something that is easy to feel like is missing. And, you know, when we look at other people and it's like, oh, why don't you care about this? And, you know, how do we get them on board to care about it? That, that is definitely something that's always running through my mind. Um, you know, you talk about the things that people, you feel like people like aren't really paying attention to. Do you feel like that is, you know, schools or like racial inequality or, you know, even local 
politics or is it all of the above? <laughs> might be all of the above. I, I think it's definitely all of the above. I think it's schools and I have multiple friends who are teachers. So I do hear a lot of things from them, but I think that they mostly feel like there's not much they can do to change anything. And I, I see that. And then I think there will always be racial inequality across the board right now, especially it's just, you know, there's so many steps are being taken in the right direction, but it, it's not, it's not nowhere near where it needs to be. So I think that will always be an issue. And then as of lately in Kansas city, homeless the homeless community has become such a such a hard thing to discuss because it's you know they the issue isn't the fact that there's you know homeless people and they're everywhere the issue is that there's homeless people in general and I think that people have a hard time recognizing that but the issue isn't that homeless people are setting up a tent camp near Westport the issue is that they're homeless and they don't have anywhere to go and I think that so many people my age specifically in, in just honestly people in general see such a big issue with seeing homeless people on their streets but their issue is that they want them to be gone not that they want to help them and mm. I think that, that is, that's been something that's really affecting Kansas City right now yeah first of all thanks for bringing that up because that hasn't really been brought up in any of our previous episodes and it does kind of bring to mind you know the jarring experience that I've had personally of you know, again, for the listeners, they probably know, but like Westport as a kind of going out space for young people that, you know, it is, you know, you're kind of enjoying your evening out and then you're confronted with that, like several of tents. And even, you know, as someone that is really interested in the community, there is that moment of like, oh my gosh, you know, and then it's like, what can I do and how can I help that? So thank you for bringing that up because honestly, that hasn't really been brought up in an interview. I did just kind of want to give you the space, you know, is there anything that you want to share um, that I didn't ask you any questions about? I'm happy, you know, want to give you that space to share if there's anything, but also if there's not totally fine. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think something I want to share is just that, you know, I didn't start really paying attention to politics or local elections or truthfully, even the whole general election um, until 2016 when everything was kind of on fire and going crazy and then mm -hmm. ever since then I've been paying a lot more attention and I feel like that kind of same thing happened with my sister where she really really felt mobilized during that and clearly has taken her career in that direction and has been a, an amazing source for me and even for my friends to go to uh, just when we have questions but I think that you know it's in important for people our age specifically I mean we have so much power if we just use it and the way to use that is through those local elections and the general elections and and everything that way and I think that that's something that a lot of people our age don't realize like well, I think that we kind of forget that voting can be powerful and it should be mm -hmm. if it's used you know and people are educated and I just I feel like most people my age don't even know who to believe, where to go to for sources because they feel like every source is yeah. radical onto one side. So they don't feel like they can trust anybody. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I also feel like a lot of people don't have the motivation to take the time to educate themselves on the things they feel strongly about. And I just think that, you know, it's important. I think it's important what you're doing here and trying to, get word out and get more people interested because it, we can make a difference even though I feel like we're const 
constantly made to believe that we can't, well, I feel like that's a tactic. It, you know, you're made to feel like you're not powerful and you can't make a difference because the second you realize you can, you start being able to make that difference. And I just think that it sometimes feels very overwhelming. But I, I don't know. I guess that's just kind of more of a, an opinion. I love it. Of, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking maybe you should run. I'm thinking maybe you should run. Let <laughs> I me mean, I I know. I know what I would do. I'd be right there. <laughs> Um, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm really excited for everyone to hear about, you know, your thoughts on your community. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed having this conversation with you. Stop. Thanks for listening, guys. I think it's really clear that both Sarah and Laura are very different. They took different paths to their activism and they took different paths to their lives, despite a similar start. But what remained is a commitment to the city and surrounding communities that raised them and an empathy for the people that live in them. And that's something I hope that we can all cultivate. And it's something I'm learning through this podcast. I had a really hard time picking a favorite quote from this episode. So I'm going to leave you with two. The first is from Sarah. If you don't like who is representing you, you should replace them. And if not with yourself, somebody else. And from Laura, young people don't realize how powerful we are. Can't wait to see you guys next month for our next episode. Feel free to rate and subscribe and send any questions you might have to governingtheheartland at gmail.com. Thanks.